Welcome to a Lunch with Biggie, a podcast about small business and creatives sharing their stories and inspiring you. My guest today is into plants that hurt. She's the owner of Ouch Plants and also a market host for She Sells in Orlando. Please welcome the head and hand picker of plants of Ouch Plants, Jocelyn Goikoichea. Jocelyn, thank you so much for coming. I really appreciate you taking a moment to have lunch with me today. Um, yeah, I'm excited to be here. I love it. Awesome. What's what's your go-to uh, what's your go-to sandwich lunch? Oh my go-to, uh, definitely peanut butter and jelly, or maybe grilled cheese. Okay, those are hey, those are like those are the classics right there for sure. Um, Got to ask a PB and J question. When you make it, mm-hmm. do you two questions on it? One, peanut butter is it? And I think I know the answer, but I'm not going to assume. Crunchy or creamy? Uh, usually creamy. Okay. Yeah. And do you do peanut butter on both sides of the bread or is it one peanut butter, one jelly? Oh, um, I think I put both condiments on one slice of bread and then put the other bread on top. Okay. So like peanut gotcha. butter, then jelly, and then the other bread. Okay. Got it. And then jelly, is it strawberry or is it grape? Definitely strawberry. Okay. Perfect. The reason I ask about the straw, the peanut butter is because, and granted, some people will tell me, and you may say the same thing, peanut butter jellies and sandwiches don't last long enough for them to get soggy, but in order to not make them soggy, what you're supposed to do is you put peanut butter on both sides of the bread, mm-hmm. so it creates a barrier, so that way the jelly, because there's more moisture there, right. when you put it on the jelly, on the bread, it doesn't actually make your bread soggy. So if you were to actually pack a peanut butter and jelly for lunch, yeah. In order for it not to be soggy, you create the barrier with the peanut butter. You like blew my mind when you asked that question because I was like, what do you, there's one way to make it. Oh my gosh, there's another way to make it. There's a, there's a, <laughs> I'm amazed by how many, I mean, I, I, if we're going to ask that question, then I might as well ask you the question on the grilled cheese. When yeah. you make grilled cheese, do you use butter or mayonnaise? Oh, butter. Okay. And then do you make it, how, when you make it in the pan, do you actually, do you assemble it? And then put it on the pan, or do you go put the bread down and then assemble it there on the pan itself? Yep, assemble it on the pan. So like bread, then cheese, but it's open face, and okay. then I grill them, and then yeah. eventually put them together. And yeah. it's kind of interesting because like <laughs> it's uh everyone's got like a different technique. I started doing it now, and I don't know if it's because I've seen other restaurants do it, and I just kind of, and I think also because sometimes. I do really poorly when I do the, I try to do pretty good job with the flip, Yeah. but sometimes I, uh, so I actually assembled mine now. Gotcha. Um, I actually make it assembled and put it on the pan and then have butter and put a, put a piece of butter on the top of the okay. top bread. So that way as it's cooking it and it, it, it starts melting the butter and then it goes like that. I mean, sometimes I do use mayo because the idea of the mayo is that the oil base creates a nice um, you know, nice toasty look to it. This is awesome. Um, but yeah, but that's not, <laughs> but obviously, yes, that, that's not why we're here talking as much as I love talking about a good sandwich. I want to talk a little bit about ouch plants. Yeah. So first tell plant, tell, first tell people um, a little bit, tell folks a little bit about ouch plants. So ouch plants is my love. I um it started out with a love of cacti. Um, my grandmother has an amazing green thumb and she used to grow all these plants and I was always obsessed with the cacti. For some reason, I'm like, the spikier, the better. Those were the ones that I was drawn to. Um, and then also an obsession with uh, housewares. Okay. So I, I just had you know more mugs than one person really needs to drink coffee in the morning. Um, and so I kind of put them together. So it's a uh, cacti and uh, repurposed and vintage housewares. And really anything that I can put a plant in is 
kind of what I use. I love it. When did you uh, when did you decide to start this? Um, so actually, I was in graduate school um, and way too busy. And then uh, when I graduated, I remember coming home uh, from work, like my first day after graduate school. And I got home at like six and I was like, what do people do after work? Like, I kind of just forgot that, you know, <laughs> there's like at least, you know, four to five hours between the end of work and, yeah. and bedtime. And I was like, all right, so I'm going to start planting. Maybe that'll keep me busy. And and then it just kind of grew from there. I was just uh, really excited to see what I was creating and to share that with people. And then I was like, maybe this is a thing. So. Yeah. What what year was that? When did you uh, when did you start Ouch Plants? Um, so that was the beginning of 2019. Um, I graduated in December of 2018, and then by January I was starting to plant things. And then um, our official, actually, our official launch date was uh, July 20th of 2019. That's awesome. Yeah. So and then when you um, so I'm always where did you get so the love of plants obviously came from your grandmother yeah. and. And, and you and I have spoken about this because I have no green thumb whatsoever. So like I've, uh, I'm horrible at this. I don't, and as much as I want to, I do love, um, you know, cactus and I love plant house plants that basically do not require like succulents and things like that. Don't require as much attention or, right. or love. Um, but still, I still manage to kill them. So, um, <laughs> you know, what I, what I was, I've, one of the things that I love and what you've been really good at is the fact that you do, um, as you mentioned, you do repurpose a lot of the housewares um, and use them. And sometimes you theme them. So it's like um, you do a really good job at when you kind of go that route of like, hey, we have an event. And let's say it's, I don't know, like National Ice Cream Day or, hey, there's like a superhero day or whatever. You like tend to like say, hey, I think these would be really great to incorporate. So I'm kind of curious about like, tell me a little bit about the the process of how you, you went from you know, cause I'm just really intrigued by everything from the, okay, I love plants. I now want to start, make this a business right. to do and start finding like, where do you start finding these things and, and doing all that stuff? Tell me a little bit about that process. And then what was the, the next step for you to go? I want to now start selling them at events. Yeah. So, um, that piece of it, I mean, it started out like, again, that I was, I was planting and like here, I'm Aunt Lucy, here's my, you know, little creation. Yeah. You like plants. And so I started sharing them with people and was just getting, you know, kind of good feedback about it. And then initially my thought was like, oh, I could have like a garage sale, but it'll be plants. And then I was like, wait a minute, like another, you know, I grew up going to farmer's markets um, and markets with my mom. That was like our go-to. Um, it was actually the one like under Church Street. I don't know if you remember that. Yeah. It was like under I-4. Mm-hmm. Um, and so we would go there every like Saturday or Sunday. And um, so then I was like, this is something people do. They sell, it, it just kind of, I, I don't know. It actually, I mean, in less than six months, I went from like, hey, I'm bored to now I have a full-fledged business. And it was just kind of like, I could try that. I could try that. Yeah. Um, and kind of got there. That's um, awesome though. I love, I love that. And so then how did you go about, did originally, was it like, I have so much houseware in my house, <laughs> I'm going to use just like re, you know, I'll just going to sell the stuff that I have. Um, or did you, was it also something that you enjoyed going and looking for housewares and things like that? Um, because obviously you do it in creative mugs, you do, you know, anything that's kind of a creative place that would hold, be able to hold a plant, 
mm-hmm. you're literally using as a, you know, kind of like as a receptacle for, exactly. you know, a, a new home for the plant. Yeah. So, and it's also a new home for that houseware. So I think yeah. that's kind of it too. I, I'm definitely a huge proponent of like repurposing, recycling, you know, zero waste or mm-hmm. minimal waste. Um, so I did not already have a huge uh, collection of housewares, but I had a small collection that I was like, oh, these would be cool to use. And I started there. And then initially, actually, for my business, I was going to start with just like very minimal design, like um, I was going to order um, pots and and just do like very, you know, s- small cement kind of go that way. And then I was like, you know what, there's like really cool stuff on this planet, like really cool. I mean, some of the vintage, like I'm obsessed with like vintage animal planters and mm-hmm. um, there's like really cool things. And so it just kind of started from there where I, you know, found one thing and was like, well, this is neat. And then I was like, I'm going to do this. And the hunt is enjoyable, you know, going out, searching, finding new things. I'm notorious for like watching a show and, and being like, oh, they could put a plant in that. (laughs) (laughs) I like, I like that. I love the fact that um, how one of the big things that I loved was like when you and I chatted, cause I did, I have bought some ouch plants in my, in, in our house and yeah. you, you're very knowledgeable with the plants. So obviously it's not just that I enjoy plants, but you actually do some research and talk and look into them. Yeah. Is that something that you just do because you kind of want to like make sure, um, you know, be able to provide enough information for a customer to know that, you know, how to take care of it. Where, where's that like, is that, or is that just something that you just kind of like me that you just like, look like I love sandwich, looking up sandwich information. Is it something kind of like in that same aspect in you for you? It's a little bit of both. I mean, I, I tell people like the thing about my business is that I want people who don't think they can have plants to be able to have plants, you know? Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Like, especially I, I have to be, be honest. I do not own, well, actually I own two leafy plants because they're a lot of work and they're difficult and they're not my thing, but cacti and succulents are so easy, um, for the most part, or there's a learning curve with them for sure. But I think that you know, if I can inspire people who really want plants and don't think they can have them and give them a little bit of advice and, you know, help them be successful with their, their baby plants, then, you know, that's what I'm trying to do. So it, uh, you know, I already had some of the knowledge from my grandmother. Um, but definitely when I started, I, you know, made sure to know like as many names of all of them as I could and really like, you know, nuances about the different types and what they might like compared to others. So I think information's cool. Yeah. No, I think so. it's, and I think it's very helpful. I think it also kind of helps Thank you. to show that it's not like you're just like, Hey, I like plants and this is what it is. Like you actually, there's more to it. And I think that always adds to the passion, but also under to the understanding of the owner as well. Um, where do you get all these plants from? Because you, I, I, I see numerous times in your Instagram about you actually going and looking for cacti, like, cause you're not, you know, you're, you like cactus in all forms, like mm-hmm. the large, the large ones, as well as also obviously a little one that you can pot, but like, where are you going? Do you have like nurseries that you go to or certain places that you kind mm-hmm. of have created now relationships with yeah, to go pick sure. up some of these things? Yeah. So it, it's a little bit of both. So I, I grow a lot myself, um, just from my own personal collection. Um, I have some plants that are, you know, 12 to 15 years old and, wow. um, succulents and cacti are very easy to propagate off of. So I do a lot of growing myself. And then I also work with, um, a few local farms. Um, we have so many amazing nurseries in central Florida that I think people don't realize. And, um, many of them like locally and family owned for decades. Um, so I do work with a few local farms just because there's no way I can, you know, grow as many as I, as supply 
yeah. you know, is, or as demand is requiring. Um, so I, I do that. Um, I also, I, I joke with people that I like to rescue cacti. So, you do? uh, yeah, I have seen that. Yeah. I grant and I actually, when we first started dating, we rescued, uh, this cactus from an estate sale that, uh, it was like, just laying over on somebody's pool deck and they were going to throw it away. And I was like, there's no way you're going to throw that away. Um, I think I remember that. And that you guys cut it up into pieces and it was almost like 10 or 15 pieces. Like it was a lot of cacti, right? So actually this one we planted at our house. Okay. Um, and it was only about maybe four or five feet tall. And now it's a good like 10 feet tall. Holy cow. Um, and has so many arms on it and it's amazing. And then, so the other one that you're referencing yes was another cactus rescue yeah and um that one was actually i think we had almost 50 to 60 pieces it covered our yard um i almost when when you say cactus rescue all i can think about is like um (laughs) kind of almost like you guys should like video it almost like a reno 911 (laughs) like you know what i mean style you're like we're coming we're going in it's gonna we're it's gonna be a it's gonna be a prickly situation here let's find out what happens you know what i mean like you do yeah you you start hitting all the puns on it and just kind of like this is our rescue right here. Like I mean, that's a, that's literally that a lot. That would be amazing. That, yeah, that's one of those fun ones. Um, so one of the very favorites and always popular that I've seen and I've heard people talk about and everything like that are the troll ones. Yeah. Um, My which babies. is which is amazing. It's an amazing concept. Um, obviously, if everyone you know knows what a troll doll is with the hair, but instead of the hair, it actually has a plant. Um, where did you come up with this idea? And then how the heck are you finding these trolls? Because I know know that we there was like an abundance of them but i mean it's got to be kind of difficult to find because you've got you've sold many many troll uh, troll plants so um i actually saw a picture um and oh uh, oddly sorry (laughs) oddly enough it was uh like several years before I even started out, I saw a picture of somebody who um, had taken a troll doll and glued like fake plants on it. And I screenshotted it and it was in my phone. And then um, I was also obsessed with trolls as a kid. They were like my absolute favorite. Um, My dad would take me like once a week when the new one came out to, you know, go check them out or buy one. And um, so then when I started out, again, just trying to like up the creativity, I'm like, okay, I'll start with pots now we're on to mugs now we're on to vintage planters and I was like all right what's the next thing I can put a plant in um and so I was like I'm gonna see if I can do this like with a real plant um and figure it out a way um People often ask me, oh, you just pull the hair out and it's actually a lot more complicated I was gonna say, than people think. Uh, yeah, I'm assuming <laughs> obviously the hair's got to come out, but you're also going to have to like op- cut it open properly in like a certain way. And, yeah, because it, it, it is an actual planter. Like correct. it goes it all the way water, through the body. And it's got to have water. Mm-hmm. You know, you got to be able to have water, be able yeah. to go through and, and stuff like that. Exactly. Um, so obviously you did some R&D work on, so, on some of them. Um, I know you've sold quite a bit. So like my question is, and I know I've asked this before, are you, do you do the route of like, is it eBay? Is it like, you know, do you, is there like just kind of always constantly in the search? I'm constantly in the search for sure. eBay for sure. Um, I've actually met somebody at a market who was like, my grandmother has a whole collection she's trying to get rid of. And I was like, please give your grandmother my card. Yeah. Um, so I'm, definitely looking. I have lots of amazing friends who also own really cool vintage businesses that are also on the hunt for me. Um, so yeah. Do you have, and then, and speaking of community and obviously you've mentioned Grant, uh, Grant, former guest, also Grant Vintage, uh, you know, so he obviously caused quite a bit. So it's kind of cool because 
you start with between the markets and we're, we're going to discuss that next. Um, you've created a great community. So oh, that can, right. So that community obviously is looking out for you. And, and obviously kind of like the same way when people think of me of sandwiches, I like, I always think of you when it comes to plants, um, especially when it comes to like succulents and cacti and stuff like that. Like if I find anything kind of fun or kooky or whatever, mm -hmm. or pun related, I always try to send it to you or whatnot. Yeah, I love that. So, and I think that's amazing. So like how important is to have that kind of community when, especially with, when it's something like this, when you're like always in the hunt for like a fun place to put these plants. If I'm honest, I think it's the best part of this job. Like plants are, you know, a huge part of it, but the community and you know, what I, what I see and all my friends do is like the biggest part. It's so, it's very cool to hang out with people who are, you know, um, equally motivated to strive for their passion, share what they're doing. You know, I, I don't know. It's the best part. It's like a family. It's cool to see what people are doing. We're all doing something different. Yeah. Um, it's just neat. So you do, a, you have a full-time job mm -hmm. and you also run obviously ouch, uh, ouch plants. How, how do you balance? And, it, and it's funny because how do you balance it because of the way that from working and then also being able to set up, cause you do, I want to say at least two times a week, um, usually like a, some kind of night mm -hmm. market during the course of the week. And then on the weekends, how do you balance it or how are you able to pull it off? Because I know I, I, I would love to sell at, the, at some of these night markets. Yeah. It's just very difficult for me to be able to finish work and then be able to like head somewhere on time to be able to then set up and do all those things. How are you trying, how do you pull it off? It's a work in progress. Yeah. <laughs> so I've definitely burned myself out. Yeah. Uh, but it, I think part of the problem is I love my other full-time job too. And it's also a, you know, a passion project. And yeah. so um, I have, you know, at first had two very full-time jobs and have now gone a little bit more part-time starting this summer okay. um, with my other job and um, have kind of been able to put a little bit more energy into ouch and to markets as well. Um, but yeah, it's a constant checking in with myself and being like, Jaslyn, you're about to burn out again. Yeah. Um, and learning to, you know, Grant and I have been learning to take days off, you know? Yeah. I mean, especially and, since the both of you do so many markets together, yeah. um, you know, and that's one of the things like, I know, and I know that he set up, a, he set up a lot with the TPD yeah. 407 flea as some of the markets that you guys do that he started. Um, and then obviously I'm, I'm assuming based on seeing some of that, you then also got inspired as have been inspired as well. And you actually started She Sells Orlando, yeah. um, which is a great market. I'll tell people a little bit about that market, how you came about it and, uh, and a little bit what that market's about. Yeah. So, um, but Grant and I are, you know, kind of tag team with all of the markets. Yeah. And, um, so it started from that and, um, the city had asked us, uh, to run a few more markets. They really like what we're doing down at the circle and what Grant had was able to build there. And, um, so we were trying to think of just another, you know, cool market concept. And, um, I've seen, you know, like, uh, all female small business owned markets pop up, you know, here and there, like maybe around Valentine's Day or things like that. But I really wanted to create, again, just another offshoot of our, you know, small business community, because um, there are such amazing 
small, you know, female owned small businesses. And so it's really cool. I told somebody it's like hanging out with my girlfriends, you know, and we're all working at the same time, but it really is just a, I don't know. I wanted to create this little space for us and it feels good. So it's kind of started there. We just, you know, needed another market concept and, um, we tried it out and people seem to really have again, good feedback about it and the energy felt right. So that's, that's great. I, I absolutely love, I love, I love what you're trying to create. And I think one of my, uh, one of my other guests mentioned that like one of the things that they've realized being in, in central Florida or Orlando area is that there's, um, there's a little bit more opportunity sometimes when it comes to some of these things that you wouldn't expect, um, in our, like if you have a concept or an idea to be able to start something and actually, you know, take it and actually put it into market and make mm-hmm. something out of it. So, um, I absolutely love the fact that you guys, are doing all these markets. I also, at the same time, I like, you know, obviously we got like the su- during summer times and, and you have, you deal with the, the weathers and the heats oh and the gosh. evenings yep. of, um, of it. And that's kind of one of the toughest, uh, when it comes to those things, what kind of tips would you give someone? Um, we'll go with like a, a night market as well as also just doing markets in general. Do you have mm-hmm. any, what tips would you give? Cause obviously you've done quite a few. Uh, and the funny thing is, even if you're not in a doing a market or doing a market, you will go to events that have markets to support other small businesses, yeah. um, which I absolutely love um, seeing when you guys are, um, first off, I'm surprised when you're not selling somewhere and, uh, <laughs> and then when you're not, you're still going to support someone else. So I, I love seeing that, but yeah, what are some tips that you would give someone if they were going to be doing a market? And then obviously if you have any extras that you would give if you're doing a night market. Oh, goodness. Um, so like if they're vending at a market, honestly, the fir- if it w- was an association test, the first thing that came to my mind was make sure you have tent weights. Yeah. <laughs> We've no, had, like you one. mentioned, this weather has been um, pretty interesting, especially yeah. this summer. And I've seen my fair share of flying tents. So definitely tent weights. Uh, when you, and, just, and, and just to get specific here, business wise, yeah. when you're talking tent weights, you're not talking the little like five pounders. You're talking no. a, like something like... What do you, what would you recommend to have or to kind of look at or consider if you were looking at tent weights um, I mean, for someone? So honestly, I do use the little, uh, well, they're not five pounders, they're like 10 pounders, yeah. but a lot of them. <laughs> so uh, I think that we typically try and use at least like 20 pounds per leg. So okay. a good like 80 pounds holding your tent down. Because yeah. yeah, those little five pounders, I feel, it, it's funny, that's how I started. And yeah. they, they seemed to work great three years ago. Correct, and now <laughs> correct, yeah. It's a different story, yeah. so. Gust of wind comes and it's just straight up, you know, flying, yeah. uh, it's like a kite. Exactly, yeah. exactly, yep. So those are the ones I use, but people, I think that's the other cool thing about, you know, doing markets and stuff is people get really creative with their setups, with their weights. I've seen people use water recently, which I think is cool. Like they have like uh, these big like camping jugs and fill them with water. And I'm like, oh, well, that's easy because then you can pour the water out into the grass and then you don't have to carry that home. Yeah. So cool like stuff that. happening. What other, uh, what other tips would you give? Um, would you give someone for like, if they're like maybe a setup or display or something like that? Obviously, um, always good if you're, if you're thinking of doing markets. I mean, I, I even, I've been doing this for a while as well and I'm always taking ideas from other people and trying to learn from them. But, um, you know, do you have anything that you kind of like, Ooh, I, these are like some of my go-tos that I think, uh, Mm -hmm. would help someone. So I think, uh, the other thing that really stands out for me is like branding. I think that's such a huge part of it, which I know you love too. Um, but for me, it's very like, I feel, I like things to be clean. Um, you know, my logo is white 
and black lettering and, yep. you know, clean, crisp, straight lines, um, something that will make people think of you. You know, I see a sandwich, I think of you. Yeah. People see a little cactus, they think of me. Like just something that kind of sticks with people. Um, so I think branding is a huge part of it. You know, leaving space, I think sometimes, um, I think I've seen vendors who maybe try and overpack uh, their space and sometimes it's hard as a customer to like breathe, you know, yeah. so leaving white space, leaving space to like be able to look and explore and all of that in your setup is important to me at least. Um, so yeah, I think that and one thing that you do really well as well, because you obviously bring in some elements, you bring some different levels of height. Um, as well, which I think is super important when you're trying to look. So that way you're kind of, cause your eyes then are not focused on one area, but it kind of almost gives you a, a little bit more area to kind of look and surface areas to see. Sometimes right. it's okay to go vertical, um, and get creatively, go be able to go vertical. So I definitely understand that. What about sure. night, uh, night markets? Like when you're doing in the evening, cause nothing worse, obviously as it gets dark, not enough lighting. Um, yeah, what do you, what do you use for lighting? I'm, I'm always intrigued by that cause sometimes there's not electrical, um, right. available. So like, what are you usually using for, to light up your, the inside of your tent or for sure. your products to be actually showcased? Yeah. Lighting is definitely the biggest thing at nighttime. Um, so I honestly found this cool little light at uh, home Depot. It's like a construction. I don't even know what it's called, but it's a little like construction light and it's extremely bright and I have a white tent. So I make sure to like point it up. So it actually illuminates the tent, which then is what illuminates the products. Um, but it's again, very cool to see what other people are doing too. There's a lot of like cool patio lighting now, like kind of like string lights, but you know, plastic, so they're not going to break. Um, I see a lot of people use can lights. There's really cool, like rechargeable, uh, where are they? like chandeliers too. I've yeah, seen, lately. I've seen I'm some like, of those. Cool. I've seen some of those as well, where yeah. people have been using those. Um, and if they're not chandeliers, they're like the stick. They're almost like these like stick lights. Oh yeah, I've seen that those kind too. of like rechargeable, and then like they also can kind of mag magnetize to the tent. Yeah. Um, and do that as well, which I think is uh is pretty amazing as well. Um, what I guess like so I'm bad at plants. I mean, we've, we've kind of, I've already, I've mentioned it numerous times with you. So I'm, I'm also kind of curious, what are your three tips for taking care of plants? So again, I can only speak to cacti and succulents. That's fine. That's fine. But, but number one, yeah, sunlight. I, I tell people, I think there was like this movement in the interior design world where they started like buying fake cacti and putting like huge, you know, three, four foot cacti inside of a bathroom and no real cactus can live like that. Yeah. Um, so sunlight for sure. Uh, the second thing would be watering, um, only like once or twice a month. Um, okay. and honestly, even if you forget, it's better to forget than to overwater. Um, and then the third thing is drainage holes. Um, so that was the other big thing. All of my planters, um, I hand drill myself, um, to make sure that your plant lives. Cause there's so many vessels that don't have them and your plant is sure to die. So you actually have to drill some of the, in some of those mugs and all that stuff. You have to do them. all of them. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. I drill them all. That's, I will say that's not my favorite part of the job. I was going to say <laughs> how <laughs> that is there like a, I mean, I'm assuming you've now kind of figured that, that you've kind of got a knack for it and have like a, yeah. your own little setup already of how you do, do it and kind of, you know, be like, okay, it's time. I got all these 10 new, uh, 10 new mugs and things that I have to now use. So yeah. I'm like, I have to drill my holes now. Yeah, um, yeah. 
I do, I mean, I plan around the weather cause I do it all outside. Yeah. Um, so usually it's early morning actually before my other job. Um, so I'll wake up early and go, you know, to, I have a table, um, that actually my dad helped me build for That's my awesome. business and I love it. I love that. Um, so I'll go out there and yeah, it's, it's, that people ask me that a lot. It's been a learning curve for sure. When I first yeah. started, I feel like it was like one successful hole, one, you know, planter that blew up in my hand. Yeah. And no. so now I've learned what I can and can't drill. I have, you know, several different drill bits that I use and, but it definitely takes time. And I'm assuming also at the same time, like you can't go full on. You have to like, right. it's kind of like little by little type of thing. Yeah. Um, I'm always intrigued by this. Do you, did someone in your family have, and was an entrepreneur or ran a business or anything like that? Um, so my dad is definitely a creative type. Okay. He, um, he never owned his own business, but was told by so many people that he should. He okay. likes to make jewelry, um, like beaded jewelry. Yeah. He also made, my dad's a Marine, um, retired Marine Corps and he makes, uh, like jewelry out of like paracord and stuff like that. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. He's just super creative. He's a handyman. He's always building shelves and building stuff and was my absolute best friend as a kid. So I think I just kind of got that, you know, plants for my grandma, creative spirit yeah. from my dad, farmer's markets from my mom. And it kind of got all just mixed together. Just kind of blended and blend, just like the dirt. You blended all that good yeah. stuff, the fertilizer, all that good stuff to kind of go from there. That's, that's awesome. I'm always intrigued by that and see kind of where people get or where they come from or where it stems from. Mm -hmm. Just because I'm, I'm trying to figure out and just listening and talking is like, is it something that is instilled based on family or is it, can you be just something like someone just said, Hey, I really want to do this. And I just did it. Cause yeah. like for me, that was kind of where I kind of went from. Like I've, I decided I wanted to do this and I did it. I, but my parents right. were not, my mom was creative, but sure. never, they never did a business, never did anything like that. So they right. always kind of, so I was, that's why I'm always kind of curious um, when it comes to that. So that's, yeah. uh, I think I hear a little bit of both, you know, I've talked to people who, yeah, they're like, Oh, I'm, th I'm third generation soap maker or whatever. Um, and then I've, you know, talked to other people who like you are just like, yeah, I just got this spark and went with it. What do you think since you, since you guys, since like you do so many different markets with you and grant and like in your own, what do you think are some, like, it's so it's essential for the success of, a of doing an event of like in it itself. Cause I think, I think a lot of times, and I've talked to, um, we, I've had conversations with Courtney who did like the DeLand and Sanford markets. And like one of the things that we've talked about is sometimes that I feel like sometimes I think people forget and I just kind of, you know, I, I feel like people forget when they, or at least vendors forget that when they're trying to like do an event, that it's like a collaboration of yeah. everyone to promote it. It's Absolutely. not, it's not just, yes, like, I'm paying to be part of this, but yes, I'm supposed to also help spread the word. So I think that's where my other job comes into play. So I'm a behavior analyst by trade okay. and I, uh, you know, that's not just for people with disabilities, yeah. it's for people. So, um, I, I think a lot of like motivating, you know, techniques, finding what makes people excited. For example, for she sells, um, since we're indoors this month, um, typically we have a DJ when we're outside, but we won't have a DJ this time. So I put it out to, you know, our group of vendors 
reminders like, hey, I'm going to start making a playlist, but I'd love for you guys to collaborate. So I shared it with the group. I was expecting a few people to yeah. you know, be excited about it. But within like 20 minutes, we have 10 hours of music and everybody was like, this is so awesome. I get to listen to my favorite tunes while we're vending at your event. That's so awesome. I think it's finding what makes people excited, you yeah. know, things like that. And like you said, it's it has to be a collaborative effort. You know, it, it's not, hey, I'm doing this, you be there, do your thing. Yeah. Um, you know, I think it's important to ask people, your vendors, you know, what works for them, what they like, you, within reason. You know, I, I, I think that with my events, I try and, you know, come up with ideas and put it out to the group and, you know, get buy-in and stuff like that. So I'm not telling people what to do, but I'm sharing, hey, this is what I was thinking. What's your opinion? Let me know. You know, yeah. no pressure to participate if you don't want to, but, you know this is our thing. It's not, it's not my thing. It's something we're all doing together. So this is going to be like, I went from like very kind of a, a good serious question, but I'm going to ask, this is a silly question, but there's a reason for my, my silly question. Yeah. Um, do you talk to your plants? Uh, sometimes. Yeah. They have names. I have a little mascot. I, yeah. Is it Gu <laughs> Guillermo? Or, uh, Gu Gipato. Gipato. Yes. yes. Gipato. Very good. <laughs> Very good, Gepato, because he's in a pot. Exactly, uh, and he has like a wicker chair, which is like the most amazing thing, and a sombrero. Yes, um, he has several other hats, yes. but he wears that one most. <laughs> I, lo I, I love it. I love it. No, hey, you gotta have you gotta have a mascot. The reason, yeah. so the reason I ask is because um, I am guilty of this. I sometimes do a little more research than I should. Mm -hmm. um, but I was kind of curious. I was um, in my research, yeah. and I'm going to share with you. Did you know that a study was done? And it was done at the University of Bonn, which is in Germany, okay. where they used laser-driven microphones. And scientists have found that plants do say "ouch." What? They no, hear, I haven't they heard hear that. flowers whimper when a leaf is cut, oh, or gosh. a cucumber squeals when they get <laughs> sick. Um, and I, of course, jokingly, as I my, in my notes, I wrote, "I bet they cheer when they someone picks up takes one of your "ouch" plants home with them." Aww, but so sweet. you can now use that. To let them know, because obviously, yeah. one, the beautiful thing about your plants are they're not leafy plants. They're not. So, if anything, all they're going to be saying is like, "Hey, I'm thirsty," or however, <laughs> like that's going to be like their one thing. But um, and then it's going to be th I'm thirsty, and then cheering that they're going somewhere else where they're yeah. going to get some love and sunlight. Oh. Um, but I yeah, I actually I collaborated with um, friend Lily Press, and we yes. made these little uh, plant sticks that I, uh, I saw. I've yeah, seen those. almost like speech bubbles for your mm -hmm. plant. <laughs> I love those. Are those always available? Like, is that something that you, they can pick up when they go and, and shop from you or? You know what? They are definitely coming back. So I, um, I had done them and then, you know, life got busy and I burnt yeah. myself out and, but definitely something I've, uh, hope to bring back very soon. I really hope that one of them says I'm thirsty. It does. Okay, good. Just making sure. <laughs> it actually says thirsty AF. Oh, nice. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I love it. Um, What's your advice for someone who's wanting to start something? Oh, gosh. Um, I, I guess my first thought was like, do what you love. Yeah. Like, just go with it. It could turn into something really cool. Um, I think also find other people who are also doing what they love and see, you know, how they how they've done it, how they've done it best, what's working, what's not. Um, when I first started and I was looking like at farmer's markets, I actually took like a month and I went to every single farmer's market in central Florida to find like the one that I thought was going to be the best fit for my business. So, you know, that like doing, like you said, doing research. Yeah. Yep. 
I think, I think it's so important that, and I think also the fact that you said like surrounding yourself with people, like, do you have, uh, and obviously I know you have, but I'm just kind of curious, like where, yeah. where have you created that community or that bubble of like pot, like, cause obviously what I've, you know, I've come to the conclusion that what you surround yourself with, it's kind of like, you know, almost like if you were planning a yeah. planning, a planning a, pl- a plant, right? Gotta like, get- Good soil. Good soil means growth and means opportunity and means like to be able to grow and kind of, you know, maybe even outgrow your own pot, but at least to grow. Yeah, absolutely. So my question is, where have you gotten that? Like, is that something that you've either created mentorship and asked people those questions and kind of be, brought them in as mentors? Or is it just people as like, as you start doing more events, you kind of brought little by little brought those people yeah. into your, into your, uh, you know, into your pot? I lovingly call all my friends, you, all the vendors, yeah. frienders, because they're, you know, it starts out as like, oh, just this other person set up in a tent next to you. And yeah. next thing you know, you're sharing stories and ideas and, um, you know, your inspiration and what you're going to do next. And so it, it definitely evolves into these cool friendships that, yeah. you know, I think that's, that's kind of where I get that mentorship from. Yeah. And I think, and I totally agree with that because that's one of the things that I love the most is that aspect of getting to know other people around you, um, seeing other people. And it's also the fact that like, we're all doing the same, like we're all doing the same Mm -hmm. thing. We're doing something that we love, what we're passionate about. We're taking time. Um, some people are doing this like literally full time. Others are doing it where it's like, Hey, I'm using my time. My time is precious. All of our times are precious and we're all doing something that we love and we're using it to do, you know, to have like, you know, our idea and kind of share that idea. So, um, I think that's, uh, that's amazing. And I, and I totally agree with that. And I love that frienders. I love, uh, I love, I love that concept. Where can people follow you? Where can they shop for your plants? Um, and maybe attend, uh, you know, how, give me all the socials for, you know, for she sells and, and your, your ouch, give give all that information out. Um, so you can follow ouch plants, um, on Instagram, it's at ouch.plants. Um, and we're on Facebook too, but I do most of my stuff through Instagram. Um, you can, um, follow our market at, uh, she, she dot sells dot Orlando. Um, and then you can shop our plants at several really cool places around town. Yeah, you've so. really done a really good job with that. Uh, talking about that, just out of curiosity, is that something that they've approached you? You've approached them, um, and then how do you kind of rotate? Because obviously, since you know, do they do you take care of your, the, the plants yourself, or do they take care of it? Since once they have it in their stores, yeah. how does that work? So it was a little bit of both. Um, a few people have reached out to me and um, have you know created that. Um, that collaboration. Um, others I've reached out to myself and they've been open to the idea and, um, have embraced having our plants in, uh, one shop is called duo 58. Um, and they're an amazing little coffee shop um, out by UCF. Mm -hmm. Um, I, we're also at the neighbors, the owl's attic and echoes of retro. Um, and a new shop in Sanford called unfurl. Oh, okay. Um, so yeah, they're all over the place, but, um, Again, work in progress. The cool thing is that cacti don't need to be watered but once or twice a month. So I do take care of all of them um, at the stores. Uh, But it's, you know, again, finding that that balance of, you know, when do I go to this shop and then this one and this one. And I'll admit I'm not the best at it, but trying to get better, growing, right? (laughs) 
<laughs> I, I wholeheartedly agree with that. There's things that I sometimes do really can do really well for a long time. And then you kind of slip up and then you, but then you kind of pick up on something else. Yeah. Um, it's definitely a series of learning. I think when you're kind of even more so when you're like a solopreneur, yeah. um, you know, like that's, that. it makes it even harder sometimes. Cause yeah. like it's that, it's that whole thing where you're like, there's a lot more involved and you're doing all of it. So, Absolutely. um, that's kind of sometimes even makes it, makes it that much harder to kind of do the, the juggling game, right. um, and the balance aspect of it. So that's, uh, I definitely, uh, I definitely understand that. And, uh, and I feel for all those that kind of have to, you know, move themselves up and have to chop themselves up into, yeah. to kind of separate themselves to be able to do everything. Yeah. So, um, Thank you so much for, for having lunch yeah, with me today. I really sure. do appreciate it. Um, that's our show for today. Thank you so much for Jocelyn for being on, having lunch with me. Um, if you're definitely make sure, definitely make sure to check out Ouch Plants um, online. If you're, you know, if you're in the Central Florida area, she's going to be most likely doing a market somewhere. Definitely check out the her Instagram, ouch.plants, um, to be able to go see what she's got. Um, if, she holding, if, she's, if she's hosting an event or being part of one of the events, you, you can obviously hear more about the events as well from grants um in podcast interview as well he uh they do quite a bit of different events um which is amazing not to mention sometimes we're doing all events together so you can definitely follow me or follow her um if you enjoyed the show make sure to subscribe if you want to support check out my brand deli fresh threads do some shopping and obviously tell your friends um i always enjoy a good selfie sandwich selfie um thank you until next time keep eating sandwiches and follow your passion thank you so much everyone